watched that like four times in a row. I don't know why I don't know the words anymore. What the hell was that song? That was that song that you just saw. The the video for. Oh the one that I the one that Robinson. Yeah, the one that I heard in the Dollar Tree today. <laughs> one heartbeat at a time. I can't hit the highs like Smokey can, but I love that. I think that Mitchell played the saxophone in that song. That's what I'm going to start the show off with. You're and really going to make people listen to that? Just yeah, to... yeah. I'm going to play the whole thing before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at least going to play the part that Mitchell did. Yeah, Mitchell played the saxophone in this song in 1987. Smokey. It's just a, it's a slow jam. The YouTube video that, that we listened to it from... I love the first. The first comment is, "Love this song, and my mother likes it too." <laughs> I think pretty much sums that song up. <laughs> it's it's good for all ages. Yeah, and the the guy who posted it is back to the shit. So he's got a picture of the situation from the Jersey Shore on there. Is his picture? The um, I'm just gonna go. Your your voice went away again, man. Oh, that was just I just started YouTube accidentally. Uh huh. It was okay. Well, that's even more appropriate. Jones is sitting there telling me, "Oh shit." Joey is sitting there telling me that I need to stop <laughs> looking at Twitter because we are sitting here podcasting on the night that Lane Kiffin leaves University of Tennessee head foot football coach position after one season. And has made the announcement that he's going to be taking the head coaching position at the University of Southern California next year. And um, Kevin Gate, our one, Kevin Gate. Well, the thing is, is that um, <laughs> so I spent the entire year defending him to all my SEC friends. Well, and on this podcast, we talked about. And, yeah, that's right. And I told you, what did I tell you? I told you don't trust that guy. <laughs> maybe, maybe you did. Well, anyway, so tweets are going out like crazy right now. The first off, Lane named his son Knox last year. Whoops. Oops. Oops. He's going to change there, it to Cali now. There are, I feel like, and this might hit people the wrong way, um, but like, you know how like Iranians were tweeting the protests that were going on after the election. There are people tweeting from UT campus. There are people burning mattresses and rioting. It's and this shows you the, the difference in the problems between Iran and our country. <laughs> right. And we're bullshitting yeah. about some shitty ass coach. Yeah. Yeah. This um, so there's riots in Knoxville. People are that guy's looks he's he's a creep, man. I, I would like to call him lame Kiffin. Quit starting YouTube. You just went away again. 
You're, I'm, I can I'm hardly, not good at that. I don't know what's I wrong. I can't hear you. You can't hear me at all? I can hardly hear you. Well, what's wrong? I don't know what your problem is. Try it again. How about now? Am I back? Oh, my God. USCSports.com lists Lane Kiffin's son as Monty, not Knox. Your kid was a publicity stunt? (laughs) He lied. Okay. On WBIR.com, which is the local news in Knoxville, they've got a live blog, and it says hundreds of students have now gathered on Johnny Major's Boulevard and are blocking the road, apparently with the goal of keeping departing Coach Lane Kiffin from leaving the lot. There are signs that order is breaking down. Someone has apparently brought a mattress down and lit it on fire. (laughs) Well, I I want to take this opportunity to start a riot here in Wilmington over this. (laughs) Who's with me? (laughs) That's crazy. Dude. That guy's a slime ball, dude. I'm telling you, I told you he was a slime ball. I, you know, I thought he was going to be a great villain for the SEC, you know, and I didn't yeah. mind supporting him. And here we go. No, he he he's so an much idiot. hate. I'd, I'd like to go ahead and be the first to call him lame, Kiffin. How about that. <laughs> That's going to be the headline tomorrow. Lame Kiffin leaves. Ut. On the on the University of Georgia, one of their like Georgia Bulldog fan nation message boards, there's a Lane Kiffin Schadenfreude open comment to it. <laughs> Schadenfreude. This guy says, boy, you walk away from the internet for a couple hours and everything goes haywire. Purely for the sake of consolidating the fun, I've set up this Lane Kiffin Schadenfreude open comment thread. Feel free to savage boy wonder here. <laughs> He says, just keep it clean, please. And he says, you know what? Screw that. Feel free to strip the bark off that obnoxious little bastard all you like. No one can say Lane didn't have it coming. And then he says, oh, and Tennessee fans, I told you so. Go dogs. What a, oh, my God. Well, it's true. Oh, man, how sad this is. What a sad, sad day. Oh, oh, well. All right. Now, well, are you going to turn it off now? Start of uh, only like their old stuff. You we're just gonna we're gonna sit here while Groove live blogs this whole event. It's <laughs> <laughs> a live cast. Dude, you better close that down because you can't multitask at all. <laughs> no, I know, but I don't want to. I feel you so close crazy. it down and you can look at it afterwards. There'll be fifty thousand tweets you can get. Millions of tweets. Well, no. shut it down. Okay. Now we're, we got to get into the show here. Just gonna get this picture. I will say, you got what? I'm gonna take this picture. I'm gonna send it to you, and you can put it on the Twitter since I'm not gonna be on Twitter. Okay. This well, picture, folks. There's a there's a rock at University of Tennessee. It's called the Rock, and people spray paint it with you know Happy Birthday or Go Vols, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's got chainsaws all over it. It's got. It's got fuck you, Lane Kiffin, and chainsaws all over it. So. Yeah. The um, uh, you know, I'm interested for to see two things: how PTI savages him tomorrow because they will. The yeah. other thing is, I want to hear the inevitable interview with um with Steve Spurrier. Because <laughs> you know he's as usual, he will give you nothing valuable. Uh, there, oh. nothing will come out of it. He'll just be like, ah, I don't know who's Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I don't know. Does he play football or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know, think we can even win a game. I'm not worried about him. 
So you know that um, he, you know, Lane Kiffin robbed Urban Meyer up this year, making claims about him and stuff. Yeah. Well, there's a picture of uh, Urban Meyer. He was at the Florida <clears throat> basketball game tonight. Yeah. And they show a picture. There's a picture of him looking at his cell phone. Yeah. And smirking. Yeah. And the, the comment is, is that Urban Meyer giggling at the news that Lane Kiffin has taken a job at USC? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, moving right along. Welcome to Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 20... 28. 28? Yes, 28. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've hit the big time. Yeah. 28. Now, are you, have you closed that? Yeah, no, I closed right. it. I'm All right. Number 28, uh, lame Kiffin. <laughs> Kiffin Gate. Kiffin Gate, the, the saga of Lame Kiffin. Lame Kiffin. Um, yeah, so here we are, hour two of <laughs> Kiffin Gate. Um, <laughs> all right, to do the housekeeping, uh, we got number one fan this week. We're going to give it to Speed Eddie because we gave him number one fan of The Lost Show, episode 23. And we thought that wasn't really fair because he's done a lot for our show, getting us some new listeners and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And he's on like episode. I, I do want to go on the record though. Our last episode, I I mentioned that we we invited Mitchell back, but didn't invite Spencer back. And it, as I said it, I realized that probably sounds a lot worse than it did. But the truth is, Mitchell was happened to be coming over to the house, and we thought, yeah. oh, we could record with him. Oh yeah, we'll definitely have Spencer back again. So it wasn't like that. However, Mitchell has been getting a lot of good reviews. He has. People like him better than us, I think. I think that's the truth. I think maybe he should just take the show over. <laughs> we'll be the guest every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so number one and fan. Is, speaking of other great uh, previous guests on uh, I Only Like Your Old Stuff, uh, comedian Tom Sibley uh, has gone on to make a website called subwaydouchery.com. Yeah. And it's begun to get featured on other websites and stuff like that, and people trying to lobby for him to get a book deal. Oh. And, uh, so just a little little update on the Tom Sibley. I saw that, and it was not funny. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's not okay. funny. No, it's not funny. He started to get people sending him pictures that are strangers. You know, so he'll, yeah. like, post other people's pictures. And I write think him. we should get a book deal before he gets one. We should get an a audio book deal. <laughs> audio book deal, yeah. <laughs> we need to get way. Sibley on the show again because there's been a lot of – he's a polarizing figure. He's a polarizing figure. We'd like to read some emails about Sibley to Sibley and yeah. hear his reaction. He doesn't listen to the show, so we have no no worry that he's going to hear this. But No, no worry. He's already forgotten about the but, And speaking of not listening to the show, our number one fan this week, Spencer's on episode seven, I think, right now. I think he's on nine, actually. Is he okay? Well, he, you know, he'll he'll never get to this one, so Mm-mm. it'll be forever. But he's gotten a lot of people to listen to our show, even though he hasn't listened. Uh, number one hater this week is uh, our buddy Alex, former buddy mm-hmm. Alex. Um, Alex is the guy that sent in an email about having to cut his hair. I think we talked about that on the show. We've talked uh, about. Mentioned it we 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 were nice enough not to say that it was him because he said he didn't want anybody to know. Uh, well, it was him. To the show, it was yeah. him. Um, and he sent us uh, some feedback about the um, 
the uh, the the Xbox Live people that we were complaining about, saying that we were old. You said, I'll just go ahead and read it. I'm sorry, maybe I'm an ignorant non-gamer, but you guys sound like grumpy-ass old men complaining about the immaturity that comes out of Xbox Live. Yes, video games are for adolescents and high school stoners, so don't complain when they infiltrate your games. You're a grown-ass man hanging out in their world. While you think you're having a hard time tolerating them, they're wondering how much of losers you guys are and have ended up there. Well, see, that's that's so short-sighted because not all gamers are adolescents. There's a lot of people, you know, the 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 major, you know, a lot of the major growing portions of video games is older gamers. So. <laughs> but you know, what this comes from a man who's like complaining about having to cut his flowing locks for his job, <laughs> you know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna land on the other side of the fence here and say that he has a legitimate point. And um, but he's still an asshole. <laughs> well, if he had to witness the fucking douchebaggery, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, let's let's cut them some slack for being a bunch of racist asshole twelve year olds. Yeah, on there. I don't know. Number one hater, Alex. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Don't ever email us again. Oh, please keep the emails coming. You're, yeah. No, this is episode twenty-seven, by the way, not twenty-eight. I thought it was 28. Well, you were wrong. Are you sure about that? I just went to our website. Well, I wouldn't trust our website. Oh, that's a knock to our website producer, Kevin DeLeon. Kevin DeLeon. It's not. <laughs> it's not a knock on him. You're such an ass. Alright, well, so 27? Uh, speaking of emails, um, we did get a, a response about our saving lost puppies story. Um, this is from Mikey, who was at the scene of the crime. He said, A, there were already three people helping two dogs when you guys, quote-unquote, sprinted over there. B, once you all got there, all you did was hug the dogs and take, quote-unquote, hero pics on your iPhones. <laughs> and C, I can't help but think that Groove's testicle torsion was somehow related to his attempted, quote-unquote, sprint. <laughs> he says, I'm out, out there on the streets helping real people and dogs on a daily basis. You guys are just out for the photo ops, which is pretty true. And then he sent another email as we were going on to sell him out even further about visiting. He says we're the worst. He's not coming over to Groove's house anymore, and he's not listening to the show. And he's the one that came up with Homeless Girl. <laughs> <laughs> just to recap, Mikey was a previous – he's been a guest on the show, and we talk about him frequently. And – uh yeah, we, we sold him out pretty hard last episode, so go back and listen to that. You'll know what we're talking about. But, you know, I, I just want to formally apologize to Mikey. Um, you know, sorry. But you, but it's true. You, you were born in a barn. You don't know how to close a door. So that part is true. Oh, well, um, can we go ahead and – yeah, I'm sorry. You're driving. What? I was going to go ahead and move on to another thing that came in through the email that has to do with something else that has to do with my hype. Um, but I'll wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. Is this going to involve you reading out like eight pages of an I'm email? I'm not reading anything else. Okay. Kiffin Gate. <laughs> yeah. But the groove reads the internet. That's what we're going to start a new <laughs> podcast. I only like their old stuff special uh, offshoot. It's a spinoff. <laughs> Groove reads the internet. <laughs> Groove reads funny emails. Yeah. Groove reads the phone book. 
Well, there's a little bit more of an update on uh, <laughs> housekeeping. Owen, um, you, you, you guys know him as the perennial hater, uh, is, has decided to make a U-turn and will be coming to my wedding, which yeah. no, none of you are that are listening are probably invited to, but I'm sure are really oh. interested <laughs> Well, we talked about Owen last time about how he was being such a wuss for saying he wasn't coming to your wedding because of carbon emissions, and all of our circle of friends just shamed him. Just shamed him. I felt bad a couple times about it, and then I shamed him a little more after I felt bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just piling on, and, and it worked. It worked. So, so here's, here's, your beliefs. The, here's the saying that passive-aggressive <laughs> comments, if made enough, with enough frequency from enough people can't change somebody's morals. Yeah. Tramp stamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, so let's roll into something else I wanted to talk about. Did you watch the national championship game, the football game? The uh, college, college yeah. national championship? I watched for about 15 minutes, and uh, Colt McCoy was out, and I said, oh, that game's over, and went and played video games. Well, I watched it. It actually turned out to be a better game than it could have been. Um, it was a shame. I felt bad for that guy because I, you know, that sucks. To you know, he's always like the runner-up for the Heisman and stuff, and then he gets yeah. hurt in the first play of the game. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It sucks for him. It sucks for the fans of both teams that so they didn't get to see like the good, you know, the game, a, yeah. a real game and stuff. But that freshman quarterback actually did all right. You know, he has he's he, got a he's got a future ahead of him. He does. He I was I was real worried for him. I was like, oh man, this is going to be embarrassing. This poor kid. Um, because he was throwing the ball like I throw it, you know, a couple times in the beginning. But then he kind of got some confidence. But I just want to know that Brent Musburger, you know who Brent Musburger is? No. He, he's he's a famous sportscaster. You've heard him before. He was in uh, Rocky Two. He was okay. one of the sportscasters on that. He, um, But Brent Musburger, he, he, he called the national championship game. And he doesn't do – he used to be the head announcer for CBS. Yeah. He doesn't do games very often anymore. But when he does, it's a real treat because he is a really awesome sportscaster. He doesn't he doesn't just talk just so that you can hear you know hear his voice. Just you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the guys just talk and talk and talk and give you all these dumb stats just so that they can they can run their mouth. Yeah. And he gives like real insight into the game. He's got a real a real good voice for it, and just kind of man, you feel like you feel like you're watching the, the game with a friend or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So I want to hype up Brent Musburger. I think he should call more games. I think he should replace Joe Buck on anything that Joe Buck is on. Let's start a campaign to get rid of Joe Buck and replace him with Brent Musburger. <laughs> Bring Brent Musburger out of retirement. You know, he well, Brent cool. Musburger I, calls I, a lot of the famous NBA games that are talked about in that book that you're reading. Yeah, uh, he'll, uh, Bill Simmons will probably talk about it because he actually interviewed Brent Musburger on his Thirty for Thirty podcast. You should listen to that one. Nice. Yeah. Well, I do need to say that um, I w- well, I was I saw I went and I went went to playing video games, and Joey starts texting me, saying that um he's watching the game and that the game finally got good again at the end of the third quarter, whatever, whatever. And then he starts sending me bullshit, <laughs> just blatant lies, saying that it's like forty three thirty two Texas, and trying to get me to switch back over. And all the time, I'm flipping back and forth between the game and the uh, game, and um, <laughs> I had to call him out. <laughs> he, st- he starts 
baiting me. He's like, oh, the game's getting good. Oh, Texas just scored. Oh, the game's really good now. You should probably watch it. And then 43-34 Texas. Yeah, it went from like 24-7 to to me saying it was 43-24 within the span of about two minutes. And I don't think that's even like – I don't think the numbers I was quoting are actually – possible in a football game like, i don't think that you can the combination of the points doesn't add up to that yeah um so it's a sad day your patriots lost oh man i was so happy the best part about it is bill belichick was wearing this stupid hat yeah that i i tweeted a picture of it um he was he was wearing a stupid hat him and brady got shamed i hope that finally finally the sportscasters are willing to just let it go and, and realize that the Patriots are not the great team anymore that they supposedly were. Yeah. Um, but they'll probably, you know, they'll probably call it this weekend and say, well, you know, if the Patriots were playing. Yeah. I think that probably since the Patriots went out so early, the NFL will probably institute a rule where whoever wins the Super Bowl will play the Patriots in, second. in the actual championship bowl. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the Super Bowl. This is the Super Duper Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's all about that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else have I got here? I've got uh, the I movie wrap up. No, we need, we're going to do that last. The thing. Oh, I want to hear about it. Well, you, that's why you need to wait. This anticipation. Um, yeah. Well, now you've ruined it. <laughs> um, the next thing I want to talk about is this whole Conan O'Brien. Uh, oh, got something important. Something important. Who that? We well, yeah, got who that's. Uh, Conan O'Brien, Jay Leno war that's going on with NBC right now. It's all wow, the talk on the not internet. Really a war. Well, I, I wouldn't you, call it a war. Did you see Conan O'Brien's uh, monologue from last night? The one, well, I saw the one where he scrolled the rumors. Oh, about what he was going to be doing next? Well, no, where they had like, you know, and the final one was that Conan and Jay would be dropped into a pit with sharpened sticks and the one that left alive. No, that's not the one I'm talking about. There's another one. (laughs) And the gloves came off, and I'm surprised they aired it. That's how angry he is in it, obviously. He's just sort of brewing under the surface. Um, Angry. Um, yeah, so if you've been living under a rock for the past couple of days, NBC, the Jay Leno show, which uh, let's start out by saying this. Jay Leno is about as funny. I, I tweeted this and something. Jay Leno is about as funny as prison sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he is not funny at all. Uh, absolutely not. He thinks he's funny. Loves to laugh at his own jokes. Um, but I was so glad, I nearly threw a party when he finally, his reign of terror on The Tonight Show was over. The only reason I ever watched The Tonight Show was to wait for Conan. Yeah. Been watching Conan since college. Love his just ridiculous out there skits and stuff. Masturbating Bear, FedEx Pope, Pimpbot 5000. Um, I've been, just been watching him since, you know, 96 or so. And, uh. Man, the dude's funny. He's he's definitely has a sense of humor that I relate to. Much better than Jay Leno just repeating the same joke over and over again and laughing at himself. Well, did you did you listen to what Patton Oswalt had to say? Yeah, I did. I, did. I thought that he made a great point because Jay Leno was a great stand-up comedian, and then he went to TV and 
that went out the window. Well, he's done everything he can to sell out to just be, you know, and, he, and Patton Oswalt also made the point about how he touches everybody's hands in the front row when he comes out. Mm-hmm. Like a, he's a messiah figure or something. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't make any sense to me that, okay, so they moved Jay Leno to 10 o'clock just because they couldn't let him go all the way. They had to give him something. So they gave him the 10 o'clock slot. His show has been so dismal that it's caused people to stop watching the 11 o'clock news. So the affiliates were getting all pissed off. And in turn, a lot of people theorize that the Tonight Show ratings are down because everybody stops watching NBC at 9 o'clock every night now because they don't want to see, or 9.30 or whatever, because they don't want to see Jay Leno. Yeah. Um, so, you know, usually when you fuck up at your job, you get fired. Right. But in this case, they've decided to move him back to the 11.35 Tonight Show slot and yeah. push Conan back to 12.05. Which is really shitting on Conan because Conan had a lot of offers from other channels to go do something else for years. And they told him, no, you're going to get this night show. Stay on. And so now, you know, he, his, the gloves are off. He's pissed off. He's going to leave NBC. He's, he said it today. He released a statement saying he's leaving. Yeah. Um, he's just got to figure out. they got to work out the contract thing and everything. But he's gone. And I commend him for having some pride and leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said that he didn't want to push Jimmy Fallon out of his spot because he built that show and didn't want to see it. He didn't want it to be unfair to Jimmy Fallon. Uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't care about that. I mean, but he also said that he he said something about how he guesses he doesn't have a big enough chin to actually be on the Tonight Show. Yeah, he, he he threw some barbs out there. I'll just send you the link, and we'll put it up on the Twitter stream. But, uh, yeah, so that's, man, that's some crazy. Oh, he said, he said, he said that, the, um, the, you know, the NBC has announced that they're going to lose $100 million on the Olympics because they made this huge deal with the Olympics, and they're not going to make their money back on it. And so he said, yeah, it's announced today that NBC's going to lose $100 million on the Olympics. Does anybody else find this as hilarious as I do? <laughs> oh, man. And granted, you know, the Tonight Show ratings have been down since he took it over. They haven't been terrible, but they've been down. Well, they haven't uh, had a good lead-in. Well, they haven't had a good lead-in. He said that in his, in his statement. He said they haven't had a good lead-in. They haven't had a good, you know, lineup of shows at all. And, uh, you know, his original show, it took him a year or two before he built an audience, you know. It just took him a little while to get into the groove of things. And he said he thought that he would be given some time to, you know, build a show. And he moved his family out there to L.A. and moved his whole crew out there and stuff. And now they're, they're just screwing him. So, Conan, invite us on our on your show. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm on Team Conan because I like to laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's an old Twitter shit about that, too, like Jim Gaffigan and uh, a lot of a lot of other comedians of, you know, that hash mark Team Conan. A lot of people have been doing that. Have they all? Are they all on Conan's side, all those young comedians and those well, like, comedians and stuff? I don't know if it's young. I just the funny ones, the ones that made me laugh that I actually follow on Twitter have said Team Conan. Well, Jerry Seinfeld has taken Jay Leno's side. Jerry Seinfeld can blow me. Well, Jerry Seinfeld hasn't been funny for about ten years. So. When did, is that when the, the Seinfeld show went off air? 
15 maybe 15 years yeah oh man well i was you know i was watching he was on curb your enthusiasm this yeah. past season and it was like uh that's old that's old <laughs> <laughs> that's old so we yeah. haven't we've yet to hear how kramer where kramer's siding um michael richards uh he probably doesn't like irish people so he's probably not going to be on uh on conan's side you know but down that road. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's happened. So we got Conan Gate and Kiffin Gate. A lot Great. of controversy a lot going of con- on with a bunch of entertainment bullshit that doesn't really affect anybody legitimately. <laughs> Here's some more entertainment bullshit that that inflates our own ego. I was talking to Mitchell today from the Oatmeal Conspiracy, or you know the. Our guest, our really, our you, were, you were talking guest. to you were talking to Mitchell today from guest spotting on I only like their old stuff. Yeah, I also know him from his band The Oatmeal Conspiracy. Oatmeal Conspiracy. You probably know him from our show. Probably. Well, that's this is my point. He told me today. He said, you know, you can talk about this on your show. Don't let it go to your head. But um, we have we've incre- we've made. We went from making $50 last month, or uh, we went from making $50 a month on our music to making $100 on our music since you guys have started talking uh, about us on your podcast. Booyah! So are we getting 25 of that each? I don't think so, but (laughs) they are thinking about quitting their jobs now. (laughs) Um, So they only like their old stuff. We have caused a a 100% increase in their fandom for the oatmeal conspiracy so i think that we should parlay this into some sponsorship opportunities if you want to increase your brand by 100 <laughs> percent sponsor i don't like their old stuff unless you're nbc unless yeah we, we're not putting nbc on here no not don't even come at us with like any kind of deal or Lane Kiffin. Don't well, try to get don't, don't no, try to Lane get Kiffin, no. NBC, well, what, what'll happen is NBC will try to bump us to a later time slot and put Jay Leno on before us. So. <laughs> They're going to bump us to a later time slot saying, we got to air this USC football game. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, let's see here. Is that for oh, music or something? Uh, they have one sort of clearinghouse that takes care of all their music stuff. Uh, from eMusic and iTunes and, and Amazon. Shit. So, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I just want to comment about is I had another horrible experience at Lowe's Foods near my house. <laughs> the other day. Why is that so funny? Because it's unexpected. I mean, it's to be expected, but it's unexpected. Yeah, well, I just had this fucking, it's the, the fucking self-checkout line, man. Like, oh my god, I got, there was like, uh, for some reason, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon today, nobody was at work. And I was at the grocery store, everybody was at the grocery store trying to check out at once, and every stupid person was trying to use the self-checkout line. And they were sitting there, they couldn't understand how to use it, there was like, one of them was broken, the other one, somebody was just standing there for the whole time, uh, and it kept flashing and saying that uh, service is needed. Um, so they screwed something up. There was this other dude who I was like, oh, he's only got two items. So he checks his shit out. He starts putting $1 bills into the machine. No. Yeah. And they keep go- coming back out, you know, because they're wrinkled. 
Yeah. And he keeps like doing the whole cocaine all over him. Yeah, he keeps doing the whole. Yeah, the, the dude looked like he he might have been on cocaine. He was he was all freaking out and stuff. But they were, um, you know, he's like rubbing them on the side of the thing to like get them flattened out and stuff. And it wasn't like a five dollar like thing. Nineteen ninety five. Tactics yeah. on mm-hmm. vending machines. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was like forty dollars in ones he was putting into it. So I'm just like freaking out. My anxiety's blowing up. The woman in front of me, she's scanning like one thing at a time so slowly, just so slowly. And um, she just can't figure anything out. Finally, the dude gets the money in the thing and, and goes. And I take his spot and I'm checking out. I get all my stuff checked out. And this woman's still like checking her stuff out. And for one thing, she wouldn't get out of my way when I tried to go around her to get to the other stall, you know? She just stood there, and she knew I was there, and I was like, uh, you want to get out of my way so I can get around you? And, you know, I kind of did the whole uh, passive-aggressive, don't let me get in your way thing as I passed by. And so I'm checking my stuff out. I pay for my stuff. I'm about to turn to leave, and I look back, and she's trying to sign the screen, okay? No. Yeah, and you know, you know, most of the I don't know how all of them are, but you, the the sign panel is like to the side, right? Mm-hmm. The little thing that you sign when you put the credit, the, you know, when you're when you're checking out with a credit card. It's not the screen, so she's signing the screen. I guess she's never used one of these things before. Um, she's signing the screen. She keeps trying to sign the screen. And she's like, "Where is this sign thing?" She's not that old or anything. She's probably like forty or something, and she's signing the screen. And I just walked over there and said, "Uh." It's that thing over there. That's what you got to sign. And she didn't say thank you or anything. She just like so we went oh, and turned and signed it. Well, you wouldn't imagine that she, after that kind of humiliation, she would want to respond by saying thank you so much for correcting my lunacy. Right. Well, you know, it was partly out of some st- stupid attempt of mine to be nice and partly out of my wanting to embarrass her so that i speaking uh, of uh, speaking of being nice let me tell you this okay not not really you know to blow my own horn or toot my own whistle or whatever it is but i'm outside walking the dogs yesterday right a good deed for the day walking the dogs (laughs) they're your dogs so that doesn't count well well uh so there's this lady who has like a rottweiler yeah and um, she loves dogs, clearly, because every time she's outside when we're walking the dogs or whatever, she comes up and pets on them and stuff, yeah. which I say every time. I mean, it's happened like three or four times, you know, and we've always been friendly with her and stuff. And um, fuck it, I'm walking the dogs by myself yesterday, and she's pulling in her driveway in a car. And she gets out, and she's like, hey, and she's talking to the dogs and stuff and petting them. And she's like, could you do me a favor? I've had surgery on my arm. She had a brace. She's like, I just got the cast off today. Would you mind helping me move some stuff? <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, it's it's 2010. Yeah. Stuff happens these days, you know, where like people don't want to trust each other. You don't want to trust your neighbors, you know, could be, she could be a terrorist. Yeah. And uh, straight up, like she invited me into her house and I moved plants out of her bathtub to into the places in the house where they're supposed to be or whatever yeah and she had a uh like i don't know it was just she was like you know i I took the dog food out of her truck and walked it into her house put my dogs in her backyard (laughs) 
as because it was a fenced backyard, and like she had me move. I mean, like I walk all the put a plant in her bedroom and all this kind of stuff, and I'm sitting here thinking like I'm like twice the size of this lady, yeah. You know? And it was just kind of like it took me off guard. Like, granted, I'm a nice guy, you know. What I mean, like, there's nothing to fear with me, and like, kind of like there's basically nothing to fear with her either, you know. Like, I, I shouldn't be scared, but like, I was. I was like, oh my god, where's the catch here? What's going on? You know, is this some sort of, you know, uh, to catch a predator or something like yeah. that? You know, like I was the felt the, the floodlights are going to come on, and we're like, you know, I mean, what? Stone Phillips is going to show up. <laughs> Yeah, whatever yeah. that guy's name is. Oh, what yeah. are you doing here? Uh, I thought I was moving plants. What are you doing here? Oh, catching you moving yeah. plants. <laughs> plants. That's that's pretty bold to ask somebody to help you like that. To I mean, ask a guy that looks like me. Now, granted, I shaved my beard. Yeah, that's that proves that you shouldn't have shaved your beard because now right. people are, are going to ask you to help. All these people Dude, coming up shit. to me. Yeah, people wanting to be my friends. But she had a six-week-old <clears throat> puppy. A six-week-old little baby Rottweiler puppy. Wow. And she held it up like a kid, and she just put it on my chest. Yeah. Like, Look how cute he is. He started licking my face. I was, it was so cute. She has, a, like, a fucking, like, 150-pound Rottweiler, a six-week-old yeah. Rottweiler. And, uh, and the Rottweiler was scared of me. It's so weird to see a dog that big and ferocious. Yeah. Scared of you, you know, like that thing's supposed to eat me for coming in yeah. the house. And he was like scared of letting me pet him. So yeah. I don't know. It felt, you know, good deal. And she gave me some dog treats to give to my dogs. Nice. Can't uh, pay your rent with dog treats, though. Can't do that. No. She could grease your palm with a little, you know, 20 <laughs> action or something, you know? I thought she was going to try to seduce me, to be honest. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. I really did. I thought she was. Yeah. But she said, my boyfriend's out of town, and I'm definitely going to take a bath tonight, so I need you to move these plants out of my bathtub. Damn. I was like, oh, please don't ask me to take a bath with you. Please don't ask me to take a bath with you. I think I've seen, I've seen a movie that was like that, <laughs> that, that had that plot. Yeah, you didn't yeah. see it on NBC, though. No, I didn't. Actually, Mitchell was telling me about it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got out of there scot-free. <laughs> Man. With some dog treats. So Yeah, so this this weekend I I was at uh, this kayak race that I help out with every year. Yeah. And um, I, uh, I DJed the party, which I've done the past couple of years. And I loved... I love a half-banger in there? Yeah, I did actually, and it blew everybody's fucking mind. Yeah, I bet. I it played did. that Biggie, the Biggie Miley Cyrus mix, and yeah. I, you know, of course, I took credit for it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't actively take credit for it. It's just I let them think that I was mixing that. You know, <laughs> it fucking blew their mind. They were just. It was my first chance to see people dancing to it, and they were just kind of like, you know, moving a little bit. They heard the Biggie, and then they heard the Miley Cyrus, and they were like. They were like, "Oh my god!" And um, they're, they're, it's my friends that I kayak with in in Columbia that I've kayaked with for years, and they're they're a good crowd because they just love the shit that I play. And uh, man, people love some early '90s hip hop. Like they love it, man. I, it doesn't matter. Like there was people of all ages there, and they were all just screaming and yelling, and and they knew all the words to this early '90s hip hop. I was playing all the hits. You know, all the good stuff. Um, you know, all their old stuff. All their old stuff. They love all their old stuff, you know. But uh, at one point in time, and they're, they're a good crowd because they're like, you know, they, they like give me the affirmation, the point, and, and yeah. shout, you know, like, yeah. 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 That sort of thing. Um, and, uh, 
So I won't I won't call this person out by name, but it was pretty funny that I played an old Dirty Bastard song, Shimmy Shimmy Ya. <laughs> That's not the funny part. Uh, you feel free to laugh. <laughs> but, uh, no, but, I won't call this person. Continue. Shimmy Shimmy Ya, which is a good song, you know, and I followed it up. I did a little Wu Tang theme and I followed it up with Cream. And you know, Cream is probably is got to it's Wu Tang's most famous song, wouldn't you say? I don't know about that, but Queen you know, in the Front is pretty famous. Well, I think Cream. Yeah, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money, dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> you know the words. You've heard it. Um, everybody, know, well, you know, you would definitely associate that song with Wu-Tang Clan. You yeah, would not mistake There's no mistaking it. You're right. There you go. So I'm playing it about, about three-quarters of the way through. Somebody's not happy with it. There, it was the only song all night that anybody had anything to say about, but they were like, change it, change it. So I changed it to something else, and then somebody came up to me and was like, this guy came up to me and was like, man, all the girls are liking the ni- early 90s hip-hop. you got to play some more of that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to play some more. And he's like, yeah, play some, like, you know, play some more Wu-Tang Clan. And I was like, well, I played that one Wu-Tang Clan song, and so-and-so told me to stop. And he was like, no, no, no. He wasn't talking about the Wu-Tang Clan song. He was talking about the song you played after the Wu-Tang Clan. So he thought that the old Dirty Bastard song was a Wu-Tang Clan song. <laughs> and that Cream, one of the most identifiable Wu-Tang songs, was not Wu-Tang. He thought that that was Puff Daddy and Mace. He did, yeah. And so I was just kind of like, I kind of, I kind of figured it out as he was walking away. I just kind of laughed to myself, like, man. You should have gotten on that microphone and said, "Boo this man!" <laughs> Boo this man! He does not know what cream is. It apparently does not rule everything around him. <laughs> not, no, no, no. I love it. He's not trying to get the money at all. You need, was that Tal Berman? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> he's a, he's a friend of mine, and I'm not I'm not gonna rail on him too hard. But it's just so kind long. of well. I know who you are? He was a little inebriated anyway, but I just I don't think he, I don't think he's very well versed in the the you know the the Wu Tang back catalog. Um, but anyway, that was kind of funny. But it it was a fun night. Got to play some good stuff and play that half banger. And how cold was that water? Dude, it was cold. It was cold. Cold this weekend. Real cold. And the water was real cold. And uh, Apparently it, there was steam coming off the Atlantic Ocean. I believe it. It was uh, it was miserable cold. but And then the party was freezing cold, too, and it was outside. You know what I hate? So, what? So it's cold, right? It's real yeah. cold. It's probably cold even where Clave lives. Yeah. Okay? And it's inevitable. Every fucking time it gets this cold somebody has to say well somebody needs to write al gore a thank you letter i thought it was global warming going on yeah yeah there's been quite a few of those kind of things like well this proves that there's no global warming i guess i'm like no it doesn't i want to fucking turn around man i got in an argument today oh my god there's this person in, in my, you know, uh, going to school with me. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know how. Oh, it got started because, okay, so I hang out with these two guys. So there's three of us. And we're all pretty liberal. And we all read the same kind of news. We all have, you know, discussions about what's going on in politics, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. We're sitting there and we're leaving class. And um, the, the, there's these two girls in, in our class. And they're both like, um, 
kind of, you know, just traditional conservative Southern religious right, you know, that kind of thing. But they're funny and cool, too. You know, I mean, like, that's not everything about who they are. That's not what they propagate, whatever, whatever. Except for I did get a text message on Christmas that said something like, may you know the love of the Christ child or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's kind of creepy. Yeah, And and my boy was like, oh, yeah, shit, Sarah Palin's on Fox News tonight. You guys going to watch that? And and she goes off, dude. She's all like, obviously, she was like, she did start out saying that she wished that um, Fox News did not say that they were fair and balanced, that they admitted that they were biased. And I said, I took it a step further and said, well, it'd be nice if they admitted that they were entertainment and not news. Yeah. And she she was like, oh, oh well, obviously we have different political leanings. I was like, it's not about politics at all. It's about, you know, reporting and whatever. So I don't even know how that got started. Oh, well, we're talking about global warming and yeah. how it's a big scheme. And I'm sure that Bill O'Reilly has made that point. Well, it's cold snap in the U.S. and there's not any global warming anymore. Guess that was a false. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think. Well, I'm I, and I go a step further and say that. Almost all cable news is entertainment, you know? It is all entertainment. She was like, well, where do you watch your news? And I was like, I don't watch any of those. She's like, well, then how do you know that they're worse than the other ones? <laughs> and well, I, was like, oh. I mean, I've seen enough. See, I mean, I, they're all biased to some degree, and they're all biased in the fact that they're a business. They're trying to make money. I mean, news used to be, let's let's report. Let's there's journalistic integrity. Let's actually report about some stuff. And now it's just entertainment. And I don't I don't watch cable news. I don't like it. I don't like the way it's structured. Um, I prefer to get my news in other ways. You know, from Papa. I prefer to get my news from Papa. News from Papa. PNN, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving right along. Moving right along. Um, well, I guess we're at the point where we can do what you know our normal questions. So. Aren't you gonna talk about movies? That's gonna be the grab bag this week. I told oh. you. That. You just said save it to the end. You didn't say grab bag. Well, I told you before the show, when you were paying attention to Twitter, this proves that you cannot multitask. You better be happy that I turned off Twitter. Yeah, I am. I'm not convinced because you've been kind of drifting off. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, (laughs) there it is. Once once a show, I get that. Oh, indignant. Oh, (laughs) indignancy. Oh. Uh, okay, so uh, well, a little bit more on sports. Did you? Uh, so you know that University of Tennessee basketball players, four of their five starters, got in trouble for guns, drugs, and yeah. Okay, well, Bruce Pearl was in, and I we we may be able to get the. I don't know if I still have the link to the video in my email or anything like that, but Bruce Pearl was given a press conference. Did I send this to you? I don't think I did. No. I didn't because I didn't think you cared about <coughs> sports. Well, Bruce Pearl, the head coach of the Tennessee basketball team, is talking about some other team. I can't even remember who. I think it was Kansas talking about. Well, they've had they're they're doing well right now. They've had success against us. Um, they're really well coached, you know. But um, but we got weapons. Uh, we we still got weapons. Oh my God, I'm sorry. That's horrible. That's horrible. I apologize. I apologize for saying that. And it was like in the moment, it was the most hilarious thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, he's, he just he's in a he's in, <laughs> but we got weapons. We, we we still got weapons. No, <laughs> not just, really, not literally. Goes, oh my god, that was horrible. 
<laughs> well, at least he called himself out. That's the best way to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, so it didn't become a sound. It probably did become a sound bite. On it, probably fucking became a t-shirt. Yeah, it probably did. We got weapons. Basketball games. We still got weapons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Whew, okay. All right. Uh, so, what you been listening to? Well, um, when Mitchell and Jigga were here at my house, they both uploaded uh, new music onto my iTunes, and I've been listening to those playlists. Um, got J-Ho's playlist and Mitch's playlist, and listened to, listened to Mitch's playlist uh, the past two days, and I listened to, uh, he has, um, I like Patton Oswalt as a comedian. I think he's pretty good. He's not my favorite, but he's he's got a lot of good good jokes. And, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I had already listened to Feeling Kind of Patton. I had yeah, right, yeah. a while ago, mm-hmm. but I just listened to My Weakness is Strong. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. That, man, it's so fucking good. It had me in stitches. It is so good. Yeah. Um, I was listening to that as I was walking to class, and I was I was laughing out loud as I was walking and definitely looking like a crazy guy. Um, and then today I was listening to... Um, some of those, uh, some of the stuff from yours. I haven't gotten to listen to Street Sweeper Social Club yet, but I was listening to um, the the Ben Gibbard covers as much as I could. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and all the Halfbanger stuff, and um, the Tom York Adams for Peace, and um, the Rip from Radiohead. So I've been getting into what I've been listening to is a, a mishmash of a bunch of music that I haven't listened to, oh, that's, and I've got that's like good. a total of like. 800 songs to listen to that I've never heard before in my life, and so I'm pretty hyped for that. That's pretty hype. You, you, did, you I, get into I, that I, listening to a lot, a lot of. The, I'm not to knock yours, but I'm more familiar with you. Everything on your playlist, and like Mitchell has tons of stuff on this playlist that I hadn't that I've been meaning to get to, but I haven't gotten to. Like I yeah. was listening to some of the Modesky, Martin, and Wood, and it's been about ten years since I've listened to any of that. And he's got three Grizzly Bear albums on here, which yeah. Grizzly Bear is legit. They're on one of my Pandora playlists, but I've never gotten to listen to them, just them. And um, and I haven't gotten into them that much, but yeah. Well, so anyways, so what I'm listening to is playlist but like what i'm listening to is the anticipation of listening to more so i'm gonna have new stuff to talk about for the coming weeks that's that's hype man yeah, yeah. that's that's one of your favorite things is like getting a big chunk of new music and listening to it so. yeah it's gonna take me about six months to get through it all that um that rip the rip by radiohead it's not it's a yeah. portishead cover um Okay. From the latest Portishead album, and the Portishead version's really good too, and the the, the video for it's really cool. It's animated. It hypes me up because I thought that Radiohead version of it was balls. You didn't think it was good? No, I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Portishead balls version is not a really good. Yeah. <laughs> they did. It's like Radiohead did a cover of it like the week after the Portishead one came out, and it's just it's just them sitting in the uh, the you know the rehearsal room at the backstage of their concert, you know, just getting ready. Yeah. Um, and when they recorded that and they put it up and so yeah some good stuff on that and Mitchell Mitchell's got me hyped on a lot of good stuff um, Pigeon John and stuff like that he's just he's always got getting the good stuff off of e-music so yeah um, yeah so I've been listening to uh, an album that I listened to for the first time about the same time last year and I'm listening to it again it's T.I.'s Paper Chase oh yeah 
Yeah, and I man, I love that album. I really like it a lot. I like Ti. I kind of like him as a person. You know. Yeah. Like he's, he's a little bit. He's a little bit like awkward. He <laughs> like, is, but he seems to be pretty pretty genuine. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's very—he's very honest in a way that a lot of, and he doesn't seem to really. I mean, he's like he knows he's good, but he doesn't really posture too much, you know. Like right. Fifty Cent postures all the time, you know. But you know, and he just doesn't. He just—he just knows he's good, and he just does his thing. And I don't know. That album is really good. I, I like the that album has like a sense of of hope to it for me. Like a, a happiness about it that you don't get from a lot of a lot of hip hop these days, you know. Yeah, it's like um, especially that one song where he talks about how uh, you know he's not going anywhere and he's you know he's learned his lesson about things and he's gonna change his life and all this stuff. It's like it's all pretty uplifting. All the songs I think and I don't know, I dig it. But I was listening to it again because one of the guys that I knew was going to be at this party, he loves T.I., and he's the guy who actually got me hyped on it. His name's Reagan, and he got me hyped on this album last year. And his song is uh, Whatever You Like. You know? Oh. Like, that's what, he loves that song. And so um, when I got to, I knew that I, was, I needed to, like, brush up on my T.I. so I'd, you know, be versed in it. And when I got to the party, he's like, man, you going to play my song tonight? Like, yeah. song. He's like, you know which you, one. You should have just looked at him and said, you can have whatever you like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You're going to have whatever you like, okay, Reagan. But uh, I'm so hyped about him because he, he is like the – his the, he has a very distinct dance style, and he, he's not afraid to, to just do it, you know, like really just just dance. And he's got this like real kind of slow dance. And he dances like Will, you know, like Will Rector. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that sort of – Big country, yeah. Grind, you know. Yeah. B- big, big country crunk style, <laughs> you know. And uh, it's just, it's just hilarious to watch. And he dances with his wife and stuff, and she gets into everything. And it's just, it's funny. It's just really funny to me. So, uh, so uh, anyway, I played that song for him, and he was like, you know, he gave me the affirmation. And then I played the remix of it, and he was, he liked that too. So that's what I've been listening to. Ti. Nice. Um, I mailed that album to Owen. I don't have it. I didn't even copy it before I mailed it to him. Owen, if you're listening, you better be enjoying that CD still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what's the hype? The hype is... uh, All right, I got three things. Are you flicking a lighter? Sorry. No, it was my pen. Okay. Sounds like you're flicking a zippo. Oh, my God. Time out. Yeah. Um, One of the comments on the Lane Kiffin leaving... Uh, message board says, call it Steve Spurrier and see what he's doing. We wouldn't be any worse off. Well, maybe we would, but I think even he is more class character than Kiffy Poo. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even know where... I grew up in Tennessee. I don't think they have a football... Oh, we ain't even good enough to be moving to Tennessee. I don't even have a... I can't... My team's not even good enough for me to say anything about that. My team well, who's Lane team. Kiffin? <laughs> uh... Yeah, you get off that website. I got off it. I'm you get off of that. Um, just going back over to it. All right, my hype. I got three quick things. Number one, I got a new computer. My dad got me a new computer for Christmas. I just got it today. We're recording on it. I'm totally hyped about it. That's why it sounds better. Yeah, I think the audio quality is better. Um, it's going to be 
Our um, levels are finally right, and it'll prove that it wasn't me. Yeah, but it, we might, it, it might be all fucked up still. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't me. The other thing is uh, seeing old friends. I hadn't been to Columbia in a while, and that's where I lived for many, many years, and seeing my old friends there and sort of I, – I have that's where I have a, a network of people, like a support system, you know, of people that – uh, and I don't see them as much anymore, and it's kind of sad not seeing them. But I got to catch up with uh, my buddy Andrew, who's the uh, the drummer for the band American Gun, which I think we've talked about on the show before. And I got to see his new band, the, his his other band. He plays with the Plowboys. I went to this party and hung out with him and his girlfriend. And we hadn't really got to hang out for very much. Ever, you know, it's been five years or so since we really hung out, and I don't know. It was just good. Reminiscing old times. And the other thing is I found my old Sambas, my Adidas Sambas. Those indoor soccer shoes? Yeah. Um, if you're a Samba person, you know all about the Sambas. They're probably your favorite shoes. Um, they're just, you know, you have, do you have a pair of old shoes that are just like worn in just right? Yeah. And they just feel right? Yeah. And like these but things. Mine also, mine also look good. Well, you, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> Sambas look good. Three stripes. No, they they don't look that good. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they we should look, we should take some pictures of your shoe closet, okay, uh, and see some of the classics that you've shoes. had in there. Yeah, great looking shoes. Uh-huh. Moving right along. Yeah, well, but so you got you found yourself. Where were they? Just did, on the riverbank? They were just yeah. They were on the side of the road where I left them. <laughs> and uh, now they were in my storage unit, and I had like put them away because they're really beat up. I need to get a new pair. But I, I found them. I was like, man, I'm a, I'm aware of these, and I put them on. And they just feel like a pair of slippers. Yeah. They just fit my foot right. You can see, like, you look on the outside of it, and when I take them off, they still hold the shape of my toes. You know. Yeah. You can see that's it. What, that's what Owen calls old skate shoes because he does that with skate shoes that you do with sambas. For sure, yeah. And yeah. he calls them slippers. Slippers, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to find an old pair of shoes that just fit right. Nice. That's my hype. What's your hype? New shoes do suck. Yeah. But I got a, a pair of new shoes that I'm wearing that are actually comfortable from the get-go, which is why I bought them. Yeah. When I put them on. I was like, holy shit, these things are already comfortable? Some nice. Chuck, Chuck Taylors. So she, uh... Well, my hype is probably no secret to anybody that follows our Twitter stream, but I got posters from Season 1 and Season 2 from Clave. Yeah, and they look awesome. I want to well, see them in person. Dude, there's no picture that can do them justice. Well, that's why I want to see them in person because I know that, and I want to see all the stuff. Like I want to—I don't even know what all my kick started off strongs were, and he's got them all listed on there. Oh, he's got them all listed. He's got them all. I gotta it's, see that. Take care of that thing. It's fucking outrageous. They're in a safe place right now until I can get them framed. I'm that's framing it. them shits, Clave. Yeah. I'm gonna mail you a care package. They're worth it, man. That that dude in his style, man. I think between the first poster, which was awesome, and the second one, it's he's gotten even better. He's good. Well, so there's a couple things that go along with getting this, which is it's so hype. Okay, I I don't want to beat it to death, but it is probably the hypest of all my what's the hype since the beginning, right? Yeah. And so so the first thing is. The only way I've communicated with him is through direct message on Twitter, and it's pretty clear that he's like 
kind of weary about like giving out his personal information with like strangers over the internet, which is understandable, you know? Yeah. Like, so like he didn't, I kept saying like, send me your address so I can mail you something cool or a check or whatever. And uh, he's like, ah, do you have a PO box that I could maybe mail this to? Don't worry about it. And like, and like, I talked to Mitchell who's been in contact with him because Clay's been doing artwork for the band. I'm like, yo, Mitchell, you got Clay's phone number. So I can give him a call. He's like, uh, no, I've only ever communicated him through Twitter. <laughs> Dude, his mom told him, don't talk to strangers. Well, yeah, don't so give out your information online. Yeah, well, so I so I finally got his address, like, whatever. Um, but, like, so the other thing was that, um, shit, what was I going to say? Damn it. I'm about the poster. Say. Yeah. Something about the poster. Well, I will say he did make you quite large. Oh, that was the, that yeah. was. It. I think you're actually bigger on the poster than you really are in real life. I, I, think I said he, I commented when I put it up on the Twitter stream that I'm a little bit. The only critique was that the season two poster made me look pretty fat, and he commented on that picture and said, "It's not that I drew grew fatter; it's that I finally made his head the right proportion to his body." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's got the right to say that because he's the one that created the piece of art. However, Clave, I'm a little bit smaller than that. Yeah, I think he he skewed a little bit. He was a little too small on the first one, and he's a little too big on this one. So somewhere in between, man. Man, there's this, uh, even on the season one, in order to show that I have a belly, he did what cartoonists do, which is like at the bottom of the shirt, of the t-shirt, he drew extra lines to show that, like, the belly was coming over the shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, taking a look at it. Like, I came in, man, I unpacked it from the tube that he mailed it in, and I set them out on the desk, and I had to put, like, coffee mugs on the four corners because they were rolling up. Yeah. And I just stood there and looked at him for, like, 20 minutes, just looking at every single thing that had been drawn. So, I mean, they're definitely – I thought for a second to put them up on my cork board, but I don't want to pierce the paper. With no, them. don't, man. Take care don't, of them. Yeah, I want to see them. Come on now. Don't what? Have, I know how to take care of shit. Do you? Yeah, I'm okay. putting them in a frame. Well, good. That's where they belong. Well, if you're nice, maybe I'll give you one of the two. Yeah? Well, yeah. I, think, well, I thought we were going to donate them to a museum. Well, you know, they're going to ask for one. We'll wait until yeah. – We'll bequeath them. Well, if you hook me up with some, I'm going to be mailing Clave a care package. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, and uh, and you need to make a list of things to put Send him this, these old-ass shoes. <laughs> oh, I got you some, know yeah. what I found, by the way? Because, right. you, you know, you got my Air Force Ones? Yeah. I found the um, the shoe polish. Oh, I need to get that. I need to yeah. get that. It's, um, it's the Oxy Sports Stick Soft Sole. That's sweet. Those yeah. are my those are my good shoes. Sitting in my office right now, so my good shoes. But you need to come in town, and we'll um, you come in for that Pacquiao fight, and we'll we'll yeah. mail Clave a uh, a sweet care package. Yeah, definitely. We'll do that. We're mailing Stephen King's The Stand. <laughs> We're gonna that... mail Moleskin. Yeah. Yeah. CDs of ours that are recordings of I only like their old stuff. Yeah, that's stuff you've already got. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so right. that's my hype. So uh, not the hype. My not the hype is it's been cold 
damn, it's been cold. I like the cold. I like to wear a coat, but it's just it, I've reached my limit, man. It's been I can't remember the 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 last time we had this long of a cold snap that was this cold. Hmm. You know, it's just been really cold for a long time, extended period of time. Yeah, and it hasn't snowed here, which, if it's going to be cold, I'd like it to snow. It's been cold and dry. It's kind of yeah. weird. But, man, it's been, man, my hands are all cracked. Like, my, my knuckles are cracked because it just dries my skin out when it's this cold. It's just been miserable. My cats are miserable. They're just depressed all day. Yeah. Yeah, they're just depressed. They're just like, fuck this. Shit, it's cold. And, uh, yes, man. So, I've been dealing with that. I'm ready for it to get... I don't want it to get hot. I just want it to get a little bit warmer. Yeah, I don't that's, want that's, it to get hot. I, I mean, I like this this cold. I like that I have to wear a jacket. I, I like to wear... You know, I like to wear a jacket. I like to get under the covers at night. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. But <laughs> just just reach my limit with it. So, what's your not like? Uh, Kiffin Gate. <laughs> yeah, sure. My my not the hype could be uh, uh Conan Gate, really yeah. too. So that combined with the cold. Um, all right. Well, uh, hype's still out. I've got uh something that that Mitchell hyped me to do today, and it's the hype's still out because I haven't listened to it yet. But uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Oh, I've listened to it. Mitchell said it's really funny. I listened to one episode all the way through. Yeah. And I I started listening to a second episode. Um, I listened to one episode where like Adam Carolla people call in yeah. about problems with their house because apparently he knows how to fix everything in a house. Yeah. And so he like um, he you know he he turns in his like he tells them what to do with their house, but he also like kind of sells them out too. Yeah. Like a guy was talk, calling in about like getting a personal like an alarm system set up in his house. And he, and he goes on this rant about the ADD commercials. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, apparently there's been a rash of just middle-aged white guys breaking into people's houses. <laughs> 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 He's like, they're doing it in the middle of the day. These crazy white guys are just getting, just going in the middle of the day. <laughs> but like, I don't know, parts of it are really good. And then some of it's not, not as good, but I, the the one that I like, I'll recommend listening to any of the shows that he does with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, because they do podcasts together, and it's it's pretty good. I like Jimmy Kimmel a lot. And um, yeah. what well, I I downloaded that podcast before, and I just never got around listening to it. And so I'm yeah. like, I, Mitchell told me today, and I was like, man, I'm gonna check that out because I actually read an article recently, and I forget who the comedian was. It wasn't Jimmy Kimmel, but it was some comedian who's pretty well respected, who was like. Hands down, don't care what you say. Uh, if you have Adam Carolla in a room, he will be the funniest guy in that room. He said that he is. He said he is way funnier in person than he is on anything he appears on or anything. He's just like funny. Yeah, and I think that this podcast is as, as close as you're going to get to him being in person. Right, like not being on a television. Show. Right, yeah, just being himself. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, maybe I'll go back to trying to listen to it again, but. That'll have to be a year from now because right now I'm got all this new music. He did get on, not that it really matters, obviously, because we weren't on it, but he did get on the top 10 podcast for iTunes for 2009. Okay. Under That's comedy. Good. Yeah. Wherein um, Robert Ashley's A Life Well Wasted got on the top 10 as well. Oh, congrats to him. 
Peter. Sure, he doesn't care about all that fame. He's so yeah, indie. You know? He doesn't. Well. Yeah. I don't care. Um, um, so, the hype's still out. Okay, Adam Kroll Podcast. Well, I'll yeah. go ahead and tell you right now, you're probably going to like it. Yeah. Most sweet. of it. You're going to like most of it. He does, like, low-hanging fruit with, like, gay jokes, though. And that's oh, yeah. Kinda like, I was like, really? But, anyways... Um, so I got two hype still outs. One is I, I'm in my first week of classes, got the new semester starting out. Yeah. And the hype, hype is definitely still out on that one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have less time this semester than I did last semester, which is going to be tough to keep up my prowess on the disc golf course and on the podcasting arena. Um, and the other hype still out is who we're going to find to replace Lane Kiffin at the University of Tennessee. I think that they're probably just going to call in uh, Grizzles and uh, yeah. coaching UT. Speaking of Grizzles, though, he did say to ask the readers or listeners to send us an email at I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Any questions about science? Yeah. He's, he's looking forward to being our science guy and coming on the episode and, and answering any questions we may have about science. Sweet. So, if you got any science questions. Right ahead. Throw him out there. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Um, you're. What have you been surfing? Search, All right, watching whatever. Well, I'm gonna throw in. Uh, I'm gonna throw in an iPod game that I've been playing. That's what I've been surfing. Okay, because uh, I got a TV show that I've okay. been. I get on. I get on the uh, the app store and I check out what's new every once in a while, and I check out the free apps and stuff like that. And uh, they got this game called Water Slide, and it's kind of ridiculous. It's just you you're laying on your back and you're sliding down a water slide, and you tilt the you tilt the iPod to make it you know go to side to side in the water slide to like bank around the turns and stuff. Yeah. But the water slide is going through. It's like as if this water slide was built above these skyscrapers. So you're, like, sh- shooting through these skyscrapers and stuff, and uh, there's, like, clear sections of the track where you can see the city below you, and it's, you get the sense of, like, actually being up in the air in it. And there's all this crazy shit, like, stuff blocking the way and everything. But it's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, what's it's it called? Free. It's called Water Slide. Okay. It's free. It's, it's fun to play for, you know, five minutes at a time or whatever. So this guy sent me a text message today that said, did you know MIA Paper Planes was a fraud? She stole the baseline of Clash straight to hell. Well, she didn't steal it. She sampled it. That's That was my response. And then... What a jackass. He, he said, I feel a bit deceived. And I said, think about all those Vanilla Ice fans when they finally heard Under Pressure. Yeah, or any hip-hop fan ever. That ever. <laughs> You know, like every song, every hip-hop song is built on a sample. You know? Oh, he he, uh, he just he, called himself out. Well, he just wanted to say that he knew where the that he just likes their old stuff. He about knows where six, that sample came about from. About six months after, yeah, he was a huge fan of that song. Six months, a year after. <laughs> good God, that's a good song. It's way, but I I like it a lot better than the original Clash song, to tell you the truth. Um. Well, my what I've been surfing slash watching this week on the. Netflix instant queue is I finally got caught up on Lost. Oh, yeah. What'd yeah, you think? Mackenzie, well, Mackenzie and I only had 
five episodes left in the season yeah. uh, of season five, and we're you know we want to watch the last season. I had basically written it off. To be honest with you, I wasn't going to watch the sixth season, but then we saw it on the instant queue, and I was like, well, fuck it. If it's on the instant queue, I'll watch it. And, um, I, you know, it's, it's good. It's lost. Well, the first half of that season was real shitty, and then the last half they kind of made up for it a little bit. It's so, better than the first half for sure, yeah. Yeah, about the point where you got fed up with it and quit is right when it started to get yeah, okay again. The episode that we watched to get back to it. We watched one the episode that we had quit on. Yeah. And uh and then we started fresh and it did get better. Yeah. You know, after I had quit. So watched Lost, um and I also got back into watching the Gilmore girls. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's not as good as I remember it being Yeah, but I'm I'm still going to watch it because that's what's on our fucking Netflix queue for like the next six months yeah this is like 28, 28 like series uh, seasons of that show yeah I don't know what they do I guess Rory grows up goes to college graduates gets married has kids and those are her Gilmore girls and just keeps going and going <laughs> well, it's, it's over now right yeah it's over yeah. now but I think they have seven seasons gotcha like yeah maybe even eight anyways um so grab bag movie grab bag, bag uh movies and bullshit movies and Kevin Gate. Yeah, so this is just going to be a movie roundup of some movies that I haven't watched. I, I man, for the past for a good six months to a year, I haven't really watched many movies on like Netflix and stuff. I've been watching mostly some documentaries, but mostly TV shows, you know. And I like found that I'd lost my patience for sitting through a movie, which is kind of weird because I, I mean, I do go to the theater a lot and watch movies, and I don't get bored there or anything, but. I was having a hard time getting motivated to see some of these movies that had fallen through the cracks that I hadn't seen out yeah. of the year that was hit. There was showing up on people's top ten lists and stuff. Yeah. And uh, first of all, uh, I watched The Hurt Locker, God. and I got it. I've been I've been watching these on my iPod, and a lot of people say, you know, you hear directors all the time like, "Oh, it's just a bastardization of the media. It's terrible. Why would you ever want to watch my grand?" movie on such a small screen but it's actually kind of hype man like it, the quality's good i like to lay in bed while i'm about to go to sleep and watch it on the ipod i put my ear, my earbuds in um i was able to watch one this weekend when i was uh, away from home and uh so i watched the hurt locker and it's awesome you got to see it we've been talking about it on the show we reviewed it on our first uh you know trailer hype segment um, yeah. And it is really good. It's really good. It's a really interesting portrayal of war because it makes no it makes no moral, you know, the problem with a lot of these Iraq war movies is they turn people off as they're so preachy. There's no way to do an Iraq war movie without it being preachy, seemingly, you know? And this movie, it it's more makes critiques about the human condition rather than oh, war is bad or why are we in this war or whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's totally like, um, it gives you the jitters because the whole movie is like, I mean, it's basically a character character study of these guys that disarm bombs um, in this special unit. And you get this nervousness because every time you just think the bomb's going to go off. And they do a really good job of, of hyping that up 
but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil any of it for you. So, uh, but it's good. You should check it out. I think you're gonna like it. It it would be in my top five now if we had done the uh, the movie the uh, the year end review this week. Um, might could almost knock Inglorious Bastards out of the number one spot for me. Diff, totally different movie, but really creative and really just sort of different and not really what I expected. I, th- I hope that it gets a, a Best Picture nomination at least. Yeah. And uh, and Jeremy Renner is really good in it. Well, yeah, I forgot today to go and get it <laughs> because I was going to go buy it and watch it tonight. But yeah. um, once again, fucking Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin ruined it. Ruined it for everybody. What's your What's your movie that you've been watching? You You watched something you want? I can't. Uh, yeah, I went back last night and watched Tyson, the documentary. Oh, it's on the Netflix now. It's on Instant Cube. Yeah, I just saw. I just added it last night to my Instant Cube. Yeah. Was it I, good? Um, yes. Yeah. Even though I turned it off. Oh, you didn't finish it. I I got to the last. There were maybe. So it's about an hour and a half, and I had maybe 16 minutes left. Yeah. Because, well, okay, so it's good, but it's a guy telling his story. Yeah. Okay? Now, there's parts of that story that you want to hear, A, parts of that story that you don't want to hear, parts of that story that you can see that he believes it. Yeah. But you don't believe it necessarily. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, the parts of that story that I really wanted to hear was the first 80 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then the parts of the story that I didn't believe, but I believed that he believed, was the next 15. And then I knew that the parts of the story that I didn't want to hear, that I already knew, was the very end of the movie. Yeah. It was turning. It was going in that direction. And I was tired, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn it off. But the first, man, the first half hour to an hour of that movie is great. And it will get you, it will touch you, you know, like, you know, a part of you where you're like, but I mean, ultimately it's about Mike Tyson. I mean, it's, a, you, you either, you either care about that subject or you don't. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, but I ultimately, a lot of it was kind of like revisionist. I'm going to tell my version of the story, which yeah. like, some of it is kind of like, <laughs> But ultimately, no. It was, it's worth it, it's worth watching the first hour. That's for sure. Well, I grew up in the age of Mike Tyson, and like I, you know, I played Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and he was on TV, and you just like I, I watched some of his fights as a kid and stuff, and it was like, you know, there's not been a boxer since him that was like that. You know, yeah, he's yeah, a I mean, unique, he unique person. Yeah. yeah. And, one thing I heard about the movie is that they just kind of glossed over his whole rape accusation and stuff. That's um, yeah, that was, the, and it, that makes it kind of problematic because it just doesn't. It that's doesn't, where it really started to turn for me. That's where yeah. I was like, oh wait a second. I've yeah. heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, that guy. I think that the problem is, is that guy that did that movie is a little too close to him. I think so. Yeah. Um, because you know he's used him in other stuff. And yeah. Mike Tyson has appeared in his other movies and things. So. But. So, I mean, but, you know, so I top three miss outs of the year and I'm glad I've, you know, I 
I got to it, and I was really kind of dis. To be honest, I was disappointed in myself for turning it off. Yeah, but I just didn't. You know, I was like, "Fuck it, I got nothing to prove." Well, you know, speaking of your your miss outs, you know, I watched Hurt Locker, which was one of your miss outs, and guess what I got right now? What Moon? No, you don't. I do. So I'm. I'm you are I'm, a thieving bastard. No, I'm not. I paid for that shit. Did you? Yeah, on the street corner. No, of course I paid for it. I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't procure it illegally. Damn, man, I'm jealous. Yeah, I just I've only watched about thirty minutes of it, but I'm gonna get back to it tonight and finish it up. It's it it's yeah, it's pretty good too. It's got this whole it it's got a lot of homages to old science fiction movies like two thousand one, and it, it gives you this feeling of actually being in space. This is like this quietness to it. You know, it's good. Yeah. Um, the other movie that I caught up with is Adventureland. Which you had seen a long time yeah. ago, yeah. and it, the, what people have said about it is true. It totally was mismarketed. Yeah. It's from the makers of Superbad, but it has nothing in common with Superbad. You know, no. it's just it's not a dick joke movie. Yeah. Um, which Superbad was funny. I liked it a lot, but um, I, you know, Adventureland is like. Man, it was just a really good coming of age story. Just this sort of story about these. You know these these people, and, and it's an interesting. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It's an interesting time period it's set in, 1987, which you don't see too much in movies. You know, um, also an interesting age group um, because, it, <laughs> well, because it's post. You know, they're all about the age of of graduation from college. You know, yeah. And so it's like you don't see that much. You see people in college or you see people in high school or about to go to college or whatever, you know. But you don't see that sort of just got out of college thinking about going to grad school age group. And um, I really like the performances in it. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is definitely taking a huge page from Michael Sarah's book. Yeah. Um, but it works. Um, and I just I really like the characters a lot. And the way that they presented him, I liked how they presented Ryan Reynolds' character, who's this sort of lecherous older guy, yeah. uh, who's the repair man at this you know, Adventureland place. They do a good job of sort of putting him on a pedestal and then putting him in perspective. Right. Um, and, and it was funny, but it was subtly funny. And um, the only thing that that was a problem for me, which was the same problem for me from Superbad, is they had this this other sort of side story with Bill Hader, which Bill Hader Bill Hader was the side story in Superbad as well, and Kristen Wiig, who I love both of them, but it just it was okay, but it just it kind of pulled me out of it. Man, yeah, I fucking love Bill Hader, and yeah. I love Kristen Wiig. But, yeah, it didn't work. I felt like they were kind of wasted. Like, they weren't used very much. And it was so... Their parts were so more on the slapstick side and not serious and, like, unbelievable. And that was my same problem with Bill Hader's character in Superbad, was that everything was believable in Superbad except for those cops. Which, by the way, I didn't put that in my top five or top three movie theater experiences of 2009, did I? Well, it wasn't 2009. Okay, thank God. I was going to be it upset. Was a, it was a eight. 
Yeah, I, I I mean I liked that movie, but that the the whole Seth Rogen Bill Hader thing didn't work for me because it was so over the top. Um, but you know, in Adventureland, it, it's okay. I kind of like that they didn't they didn't make those characters a cliche or anything. You would think that they would be the angry bosses. They play the bosses of this amusement park, but they're not they're not played as like these angry people. They're just kind of strange and out there. But it, it just kind of fell flat in those parts for me. But um, you there? Yeah. Uh, Kristen Stewart was actually pretty good in it. I thought. And I have not been exposed to her at all. She, yeah. thought she was alright. Yeah. Lip biting. Well, yeah. But, um, the guy who played, uh, the nerdy Jewish friend or whatever was, I thought he was really good. Yeah. The guy that, that you know, the girl won't go, won't go out with him because he's Jewish or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good little movie. It, it deserved better than it got, I think. It shouldn't have been marketed the way it was, and um, but I, I I had a good time with it, and the soundtrack is awesome. I want to get the soundtrack. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's it. Yeah. Why? Why? Joey talking about movies. What was that supposed to mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, you gave your treatise on on Tyson, so wow, wow, yeah. We're just gonna wither out. We're just gonna let it roll for another hour. We're just gonna go to doing what we usually do at the end of these episodes, which is. We go and watch and click a bunch of links and look at a bunch of different blogs and don't talk to each other for about 20 minutes. And we're like, okay, yeah. here we go. Right, I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. I say still I stand. Hey, it's shouting here I am. you seen in your lifetime a more divine southern rapper with a swag like mine facing all kind of time but smile like i'm fine brag with such passion to shine without trying believe me pain's a small thing to a giant i was born without a dime out the gutter i climbed spoke my mind and didn't stutter one time at least even the greatest gotta suffer sometimes so i huff and puff rhyme lyrics so sick with it set the standard in Atlanta how to get 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 so you up and coming rappers wanna diss just kill it i'm officially the realest point blank period whether i still live in the hood or just visit whatever you can do in the hood i done did it that why the dope boys and the misfits feel it this still is city longest tip living nigga i ain't dead now i ain't done now Till 2027, 
instead of this new McLaren. Gotta take you through hell just to get you to heaven. So even though it's heavy, the load I will carry. Grin is still bare, win is still shared. Apologies to the fans, I hope you can understand it. Life can change your directions, even when you ain't planning. All you can do is handle it, worst thing you can do is panic. Use it to your advantage, avoid insanity, manage to conquer. Every obstacle, make impossible possible. Even when winning's illogical, losing's still far from optional. And yeah, they wanna see you shot up in the hospital, but when life throw punches, block your counter like a box of dupe and locked inside because it's too long. I did a song to make it known that the king lives on, pimpin'. I ain't dead, no. I'm still chilling easy, let go and let God deal with it. 